the Rams house, powered by guys in shorts. Whose house? Rams house. Ah, oh, so much better when there's more than yeah, one of us. Yeah, yeah. You did a great job last week, by oh, the way. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> but it's good to have you back, and even better to have another week and another Rams victory. Yes. 3-0, buddy. Rams beat the Cleveland Browns on Sunday Night Football 20-13. to uh, it, was a, it was a game. Not, not everything ran smoothly, but uh, there's some positives and some things we need to work on. We're going to talk about all of those and look ahead at Week 4's match against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. Which, spoiler alert, is going to be another win. Of course. I mean, we're 3-0. I mean, at this point in time, a win's a win. Absolutely. That's right. And even oh, though I understand it was with the Browns, it's still a win. Still a win. Still yes. a win. Absolutely. I'm Jeff Wilson. That is Darren Besa. This is the Rams house. Let's talk some Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Bates, first off, before we get there, good to have you back. How was Cabo? Cabo was great. Yeah. yeah I spent uh, some time there with the wife uh, for our 16th anniversary. Nice. Had a little bit of a scare because uh, Hurricane uh, Lorena came up upon us on uh, Friday, but uh, what turned out to be a hurricane actually turned into more of a tropical storm. But, uh, you know, with Cabo San Lucas, we were in the resort, great resort, overall five-star place. Couldn't get, couldn't get away with that. The service, the food, nice. it's one of those places where it, when it's great weather, even though it's raining, you can still be in the pool yeah. while it rains. So, ah, love yeah. it down there. Good times. Good stuff. So, uh uh, full disclosure, I was actually, uh, my wife and I were watching your kiddos mm -hmm. while you were away. and um, You did a great job, by the way. Thank you very yeah. much. Had they're a great time. They're, they're still alive. They're breathing. Yep, yep. Kept them in one piece. I, I feel like we had a fun weekend, uh, you know, got to spoil uh, the kids and, and have some fun while mom and dad were away. It was great, but it was great because I... Got to watch the Rams game with your son in your man cave. Oh, your did you? House, and you weren't there. Okay. Uh, kudos to you again for uh, <laughs> your garage conversion into the man cave. Although we need to get some AC in that thing because it is a little hot in there. It does get hot. Uh, I'm surprised my son didn't show you that big, huge air conditioner to the right I, of the uh, sofa. I did see that R2-D2 looking thing. Yeah. It looked a little too complex, so I, I just uh, I figured we'd sweat it out. Ah. But... Yeah. Well, you should have uh, gave me a call because all you had to do is crack the garage, <laughs> and, push a button, and, and yeah, and yeah, you're good to go. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a it's a great setup you got there, my friend. Thank you. Uh, so yeah. Uh, before we get to recapping the Rams Browns game, uh, I hear there's a a little riff between the Rams and the Chargers. Oh yeah. There's, what is this? Yeah, there was a, a report that came out uh, this week that. Uh, uh, our so-called friends across the street, and I, I say friends, and I put up my air quotes. That's sure. always great for the pod because I know you guys listening oh, can yeah. can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, reports this week mentioning that the Chargers are not really keeping up with what they had promised. Uh, Didn't before they promise they... a dollar? <laughs> well, it's a little bit more than Didn't a they dollar. Not afford a dollar? <laughs> it was a little bit more oh. than a dollar. Um, actually, during the negotiation when the Chargers came over to L.A. and during the owner, owners' uh, meetings with the NFL, it was kind of mentioned that they would bring over around $400 million or so in PSL sales. That's uh, the uh, oh. sales for the seats. And uh, they are 
quite not living up to that expectation. Really? Yeah. They are nowhere clear or close to $400 million. Oh. In fact, rumor has it that it's only around $150 million oh or so. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So their ticket, their season ticket sales are awful. They're awful. And you, I, I kind of got to the point where this was going to be an issue before they even came. San Diego yeah. was upset. L.A. didn't want them. The last two seasons, they, I know they're filling up StubHub, but again, StubHub only holds about 25,000 uh, people, and the majority of those people are from the visitors. Yeah. So now sure. you have this beautiful stadium that we're all getting ready to go into in 2020. It's a 70,000-seat uh, stadium. What are they going to do? When they could barely fill oh, yeah. that out, you're well, it's talking supply about supply and demand. There's just too much supply. There's yeah, too many seats for how many Charger fans there are, <laughs> and it's not going to be a good look for the Chargers. It's not no. going to be necessarily a good look for the NFL. And Stan Kroenke, who's who's putting up five billion dollars or so of his own money, this is not tax dollars. The Rams are making their part, but yet in the meantime, if they can't contribute. 400 million like they promised and they're only contributing 150 that that's is, a big issue that is an issue yeah wow so uh as you can see the front offices are probably clashing a little bit and i would say that stan is not necessarily happy with this arrangement this marriage and you know from the very beginning i always thought all right this needs to happen just for the rams to come over to la and Throughout this entire process, I thought, you know, it's just going to be a quick annulment. Chargers, let's uh, let's somehow make something happen and yeah. work your magic. Maybe San Diego will, will go ahead and take you back. I don't know. Yeah. But this right now, that I see it, it's a Rams town. Sure. I mean, oh, I don't. Absolutely. I don't see. Chargers making any sort of impact. They haven't made much of an impact these last two seasons, and people, I don't necessarily people know. People are still calling them the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, it, you just you don't even think that they're in LA. They're an afterthought. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're to call them the Clippers would be a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, which is sad because you know what? I don't hate the Chargers. They're actually not. <laughs> they're they're doing. Decent things, you know. Mm-hmm. Philip Rivers is still an exciting quarterback to watch. The team is not terrible. Um, it's just who cares, right? Who cares? Yeah. And, and I mean, everybody has kind of been making fun of them. I mean, uh, I think last year or two years ago, there was there was a South Park um, episode that was making fun of them, which the announcer mentioned that uh, there are 17 million fans. It's a sold out stadium, and that there's 17 million people. In the in the stands right now, and they and they zoom out of the of the stadium, and there's about six people there, <laughs> and and the camera zooms in on the front row, and there's a little aquarium set up, and inside the aquarium there's like these little <laughs> single celled amoebas or whatever they are. That's and funny. they counted those at the 17 million. But That's yeah, funny. crickets galore, and it, it's 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 gonna be a joke come the time when. The Chargers Oof. need to come back to the stadium, into uh, our new SoFi Stadium, as you mentioned last week. Yeah. And uh, they have some problems of, um, you know, keeping up with... Uh, well, I mean, it is what it is, yeah. right? I well, mean, what can you do? I, I guess from Kroenke's perspective, he he was building this stadium before 
the Chargers came to town anyway. Is that right? That that was kind, it was kind of in the like works. it was it was kind of yes. known that he was. I don't know if we knew, but it was pretty much. They weren't going to stay in the Coliseum. And so it wasn't until a season later when we even knew L.A. was going to get another team. Mm -hmm. We get the Chargers. And, I mean, so they can't deliver. Like, they don't have enough fans here. I I feel like everyone apparently except the NFL and (laughs) the Chargers organization knew that and saw that coming. And and Kroenke, you know... I feel like in in his experience, eh, this is a you know it's not necessarily a bad investment. He's just not going to make his money back as quickly yeah. as he'd hoped. Um, but you know what can you do? Yeah, and you know the people of LA, the fans, you and me, we we kind of look at the stadium as it being a Ram stadium. But just to go there, knowing that you know twenty percent of the stadium might be dedicated to Rams at the same time. 20% of the stadium is going to be dedicated to Chargers, but yet the Chargers aren't pulling their weight as yeah. far as for the promises yeah. that they have told the NFL owners and Stan Kroenke. So yeah. um, it, it's really a shame. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Well, I hope it works out. But uh, going back to the what you said earlier mm-hmm. and that this is a Rams town. Yeah. 100% it is. And uh, proof of that over the weekend, Sunday Night Football, I heard that the Rams-Browns game had a higher rating in L.A. than the Emmys did, ah. which <laughs> L.A. is like a showbiz town. I feel like, you know, the L.A. crowd, probably most of those people like award shows. Yeah, yeah. So for the Rams to beat out that in L.A., that's that's great news. Of course. Love of course it is. That. Yeah. I mean, again, as you said, there's there's a lot of show people in L.A. This is Hollywood. They come here for the movies, and yet for our local sports team, the so-called Rams, who many people thought wouldn't be a big hit, is catching on. Yeah. It takes time. We're not going to catch on in one season. Yeah. We might not catch on in three seasons. But down the road, as generations grow up, they're going to be around. Heck, yes, they are. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about this game. Rams versus Browns. It uh, It wasn't... It wasn't all great. We got the win, so that's the exciting part. But there was some things that I think we still need to work on. Yeah. Where should we start? Want to talk about the uh, O-line? Well, actually, before we start, um, first of all, congratulations to you. Because the Rams beat out the Saints, as I thought in week two that wasn't going to happen. That's right. I understand Drew Brees wasn't necessarily a part of that game, but the Rams did beat out. So... We are, actually, you are on the correct path for the Rams being 16-0. Oh, yeah. I, I said, if the Rams <laughs> beat the Saints, we're going to be 16-0. Take it to the bank. So, uh, so far, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, come Sunday versus the Browns, um, overall, at the end of the day, you have to say a win is a win. I would have expected the Rams to go ahead and put up a little bit of a bigger fight than just putting up 20 points on the board. I understand this is the Browns. Um, they did have still a weak secondary, but I still thought the Rams could have done just a little bit more. And we're starting to see with the Rams that things are not really working their way as compared to last season. Jared Goff this season, he's not having a very good season so far. He's getting the job done, but he hasn't had that season like he has had last season. He's getting a lot of pressure. Our O-line is not the same as it was last season. 
Austin Blythe is injured. He's being taken over by a rookie. Uh, Denby, we have a new center that we're dealing with. Roger Saffold is out of the equation. So what are uh, defenses doing? They're stacking the box. And what they're doing right now is just applying so much pressure on Goff that he needs to go ahead and make these quick decisions. He's not able to go through all his checks. And with that, we're going to see, you know, the, the passing game not run a certain way. And certainly what we saw on Sunday is the run game. The run game is suffering. Yeah. Todd Gurley on uh, Sunday night, I think he only ran for like 43 yards or something like that. And even his backup running back, he didn't go off very much. So Sunday wasn't necessarily about the run game. You mentioned it last week uh, when you uh, kind of uh, talked a little bit about the upcoming Browns game. It's going to be about the passing game. Yep. And last or on Sunday, it was all about our wide receivers. They had a very great Sunday overall against the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank God that Cooper Cup is back mm-hmm. and we got Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks because um, you're right. And, and I, I think we're still going to see Goff progress as the season goes on and, and get better. Uh, and and teams aren't going to be able to stack the box like they are because the pass will become more of a threat. Yeah. Uh, you know, as 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 that improves. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Brandon Cooks on Sunday he went off for 112 yards. Cooper Cup who has kind of been going off all yeah. season yeah. so far right now. He's the safety blanket. Yeah, he is a safety yeah. blanket, and you really see that progression coming from week one to week three right now. Is that when Jared Goff gets in trouble? He's going to Cooper Cup, yeah. and if you have Cooper Cup on your fantasy team, and I kind of looked it up within our league, he overall is was drafted in the fourth round. But oh, looking wow. but looking at his numbers for fantasy, he right now is the top sixth receiver as far as for getting overall fantasy points. So he's really producing for you. He's definitely producing for the Rams. He went off for 112 yards, actually 100 plus, 102 yards or so. Got two touchdowns. So Cooper Cup right now, uh, he's the guy that uh, teams really need to go ahead and focus on, or maybe they shouldn't be or focused. Or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ignore him. <laughs> don't, don't even worry about Cooper. Cooper who? Yeah, what? Cooper who. Pay no attention to him because uh, right now, him and Jared Goff, they're on the same page. And if the run game isn't going, whether it be Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, or Cooper Cup, one of those three will somehow get it done. I understand Tyler Higby um, is also out of the equation. He also provides a lot of protection for uh, Jared Goff. We're dealing with Gerald Everett right now, which is he's doing a very good job, but he's no Tyler Higby. But at the same time, we need to get all phases of this game going. When yeah. the run game goes good, the passing game is going to go ahead and good go good and then you're going to see overall production yeah. uh, between the Rams. Well, let's talk about the run game. Is I mean Todd Gurley hasn't really been a huge factor in a lot of this yeah. and is that because their defenses are just eliminating him and focusing more on him so that Goff has to pass um or is Goff still not 100%? I I I, I think the verdict is still out on that one. And for me, I, I would have to say that a part of it is coming to the point where they're trying to figure out this run game with the Rams. If you look back towards last season when uh, the Rams played uh, uh, Detroit Lions with Matt Patricia, they figured him out. You go on to the game after the Lions with uh, the Chicago Bears, 
They figured out the Rams. And what they did is what they have done during the Super Bowl. They stacked the box. They're yeah. really giving uh, our O-line a hard time. They're really pressuring Goff. When you don't make those holes, you're going to go ahead and stop that run game. And that's what these teams have been doing. You've seen it kind of progress from week one to week three. Yeah. Maybe that's due to the fact that, you know, we're missing Austin Blythe. We have a new center we're, we're dealing with. But it's not helping to the point where our run game is now limited to 43 yards. Yeah, It needs to go at some point in time. And hopefully coming up this next week against the Buccaneers, that's going to take place. Yeah, But who knows? Well, it'll, it'll come eventually. Yeah. And if there's one thing we know about Sean McVay is that the guy adapts. Yeah. So this stacking the box is only going to work so long before mm-hmm. he schemes uh, ways around that. Yeah. Well, so, that, that's that's what Sean McVay does. It is what he does. Yep. Baby Belichick. Baby Belichick right there. That's right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about on the uh, the Browns game? Um, as far as for our offense, I'm just going to add to the point where uh, our Rams defense. Uh, looked good. They looked great. Donald got his first sack. Yes. Finally that showed up. Yes, Donald. You know what? Um, seeing Donald, I know he hasn't really been a big factor overall this season. We're only three seasons into the game. And you kind of wonder why three that. Three games into the season. Three games or into that? the season. Yeah. 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 One, By, one way or yeah, the other. You know. Yeah. The whiskey kicked in. <laughs> right. There it is. <laughs> I know it's only been three games into the season. But when you're starting to double team him. And yeah. sometimes even triple teaming well, him. That's why you can't say he hasn't been affected yeah. because that's that's his job right now. Yeah. That's what he is. Is he takes yeah double teams and and makes the other players shine because you have to do that. You yeah. have to do what you can to contain him. And, and that's why he's been a little bit quiet because stat wise. It doesn't show that, right. the fact that he's taking on two, yeah. three players at a time. But at the same time, you look at somebody else on the team like Clay Matthews, who's had four overall sacks. He's really picking up steam. So he's yeah. he definitely is benefiting to the fact that he does have uh, Aaron Donald standing right next to him. So our defense overall is looking good. They held the Browns to, what, 13 points overall? Yep. I think uh, we're right uh, there. Seventh overall, I think, is what this defense is uh, as far as for uh, having the other team points allowed. So Wade Phillips, again, uh, he's doing what he has been doing uh, since he's been a part of this team. He's He's a master. He's a master, yes. yes. Absolutely. Love it. All right. So looking ahead at Tampa Bay, uh, they're coming to the Coliseum, right? They they are, yes. Yeah, so home game against the Buccaneers uh, this Sunday. It's Tampa Bay. It's Tampa Bay. This is another no-brainer. We uh, should win this one handily, yeah. I think. It shouldn't be a should. Um, it, it's, it, it's, you, should, you should sound a little bit more confident when you say <laughs> that. Come on. <laughs> we. I mean, any given Sunday. No, they're going to win this one handily. This should be another uh, heavy passing game, right? Tampa Bay, if, if they have one strength, wouldn't it be their run defense? Yes. Yes, their run defense is very good. Um, I mean, looking at this numbers, um, the Rams in the Coliseum, they are favored to win right now by 10.5. Over and under is around 49. 10.5. 10.5, yeah. yeah. Love it. So uh, this team is now led by Bruce Arians, who was the former uh, Cardinals coach for a long time. But, um, you know, the only player that uh, I would have to say that the Rams need to go ahead and watch for is uh, Shaquille Barrett. 
I know Miles Garrett last week was the top sack guy that the Rams need to uh, watch out for. This week, it is Shaquille Barrett. So uh, he has the most sacks currently right now in the NFL. So uh, we don't know quite um, if um, Austin Blythe is going to be in the game or not. But uh, for my sake and uh, probably for a lot of Rams' sake and even for Sean McVay, Hopefully he is healthy enough that to uh, nice. rejoin the team. What uh, what is he out for? Um, I think it's an ankle sprain or something okay. like that. Yeah. Well, so we need, uh, we need him back. Yeah, because he has been contributing this season, and uh, Jamil Demby, who's been taking over his spot, uh, he looked great when uh, Austin Blythe came out uh, during the Saints game. Uh, however, versus the Browns, uh, too many penalties uh, on him. He let a few uh, uh, people through. That definitely applied some pressure sure. on Goff, so hopefully he comes back. But you know what? This is Sunday at the Coliseum. This is going to be a great game, and I would really love to see our offense go off. Yeah. I want to see our run game going. I want to see our wide receivers. They've been going well this entire season. Keep that production going. Have have our even our special teams. I know last week Zerline was missed um, missed a field goal, which uh, went right, but. Uh, you want to see very rare, a very line, yeah, missed yeah. field goal. Yeah, yeah. you don't see that very often. Uh, but hopefully, we see it on all phases uh, come uh, this Sunday because uh, we need it. Yeah. We need that Rams back from the uh, 2018 season. Yes, I concur, Doctor. <laughs> Putting up those what on average 33 points a game or something ridiculous. Yes. Like that. Ah, it would be nice to just have a huge blowout. Oh yeah, yep. Love it. Love it. Then uh, yeah, build some momentum to uh, into the Seahawks. Couple divisional games because after the Bucks, we got the Seahawks and 49ers. So yeah, 49ers, Which 49ers, three yeah. and zero. You know what? I did not expect that for the 49ers. I didn't see that either. And I I know we're only three games into the season. They they haven't really played any good teams. They've had a yeah. uh, the Steelers who have been lacking Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. They've played, um, I believe they played Tampa Bay uh, week one. So. Okay. Um, this has been probably a very light schedule for uh, for the 49ers. Uh, I don't think Garoppolo has been looking very good, but he seems to be getting the job done. But they are 3-0. Yeah. Yeah. And right now, there are actually five teams in the NFC who are 3-0. So uh, there's, there's a lot of competition out there. Yeah. Well, that's going to change. And the uh, Rams will still be on top. There you go. Well, you look at you look at most power rankings and of course, everybody has the Patriots still number one. Yeah. But uh, Rams are are around two and three, depending on how everyone feels about Kansas City. Yeah. But that seems to kind of be the consensus top three teams. Yeah. I feel like is accurate. Well, they're going 16 and 0. So uh, heck yeah, they are. You called it. And we're only in week three. (laughs) Can't wait. Can't wait. Me either. Love it. All right. Anything else we need to cover this week? Um, Get ready for next? No. All that? I have nothing else to add. No. All right. Awesome. Well, then that is it for this week. Uh, Good luck to the Rams this weekend against Tampa Bay. This is the Rams House. Follow us on Twitter at the Rams House. Also, be sure you're checking out Guys in Shorts. That's our other podcast. We yes. do that one where we talk about everything, not just sports. We talk about pop culture and entertainment. Uh, it's, a, it's a good show. Yeah. I think Actually, it's all right. 
Be sure to give us a review wherever you're listening. Subscribe and tell all your Rams fans, friends, all your all your Ramily about the Rams house. Yes. We'll be here every week this season giving you all your Rams news. All right. We're out of here for Darren Basa. Yep. I'm Jeff Wilson. Whose house? Rams, Rams house. house.